Is this why Stark Enterprises is allowed to have a superhero team working for them? Why? Because they're so tied into American interests? Because, well, they're, they're just targeted to it of attacks. Like, we, we just had, uh, effectively, the, the Soviet Union effectively attacked an individual company here in America. Um, if they didn't have Iron Man there to defend themselves, like, what would have happened? Right. And, but the question, though, Ed, is that did, did the Russians attack Stark Enterprises because of Iron Man? Isn't that what they did? Because Iron Man is acting as, uh, and, and Stark, Stark Enterprises by, associate, by extension as well, it's just an extension of the American of American the American government and American interests. Well, Isn't yes. That what I, okay, so clearly Stark Enterprises is is tied to the American interests, right? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. as far as I know, they're basically a weapons manufacturer, and they have one right. client, right? They're making weapons for the American. Maybe maybe they do it for overall NATO, and they supply uh, England and France and stuff as well. But effectively, they're basically making weapons for America. Uh, and um, I think to me, that's why they're being attacked. Whether they had Iron Man or not, the fact that like the government that this company is making is a primary supplier of our top secret weapons manufacturing uh, powerists of of our country. Like that's reason enough for the Soviets to take it down. They don't need an excuse of having Iron Man there. Maybe not, but like, but why are we hearing about it though? I mean, I've always assumed that, that uh, adversaries to American interests have been, you know, attacking in some way, American interests, whether they were like the actual American government and, and, and then in proxy wars around the world, but also, by attacking American companies, which are tied into the health and well-being of American society, right? So, um, but why here are we seeing it? I think we're seeing it, and it's done. It, the attack was in such a public and flamboyant way, and flamboyant being that that the Russians seemed to have some kind of superpowered suit, similar to Iron Man's suit that they were uh, that they took over to fight um, against Iron Man, and that, that's the most well, I think Dramatic that, that, that way of doing it. That, that that suit was the Crimson Dynamo suit. That was a suit that um, that came here. Uh, it was originally built in Russia by what's his name, mm-hmm. Anton Vanko, and he took yeah. it. He, he he came here, but then he defected and took the suit with him. And somehow they got possession of it here on American soil. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that if, if in years past attacking American interests by attacking American corporations was done kind of behind the scenes, I'm wondering if isn't this a change now that they're not being so subtle, and now it's actually stealing. The, the Crimson Dynamo suit, then fighting Iron Man. I mean, it's all tied in. So, like, it, it looks like the. I'm wondering if the way that, say, corporate espionage and um, and also like state-sponsored corporate espionage is being conducted is now being influenced by the fact that they're superpowered people and super and uh, superpowered villains that they that 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 government interests are using to affect government policy, which is to bring down America and hurt American interests. Yeah, hey, well, I, clearly. If you're an, a spy, uh, you have to take into account that there's now superheroes flying around. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just ignore that fact and go about your daily business the same way they always have. I'm sure the, the CIA and the KGB all have special uh, parts of their organization that are focused on understanding the superhero threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do. And like, but it's just that it's um, when you see how it's uh, how it's happening right now. We, you and I earlier in our in our show we talked about how. Um, American-aligned superheroes were helping American interests abroad. And you and I talked about how that was great for America. And now we're seeing it here in America, how American enemies and adversaries are are actually um, interfering with American companies and, and advancing, say, in this, in this scenario, Russian interests on our soil. And it seems like we're in a, 
what's good for the goose is good for the gander kind of scenario where we, we we're, we're in a I think a less safe world. Yeah, I, I think that that is true. I, I don't know if it's less safe. I'm, I'm sure this has been happening all along. Um, I think uh, we've always I think every nation state who uses spies isn't that the kind of the kind of the 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 feeling that the 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 the, the, the trope is that like the deniability if you get caught we will not we will like there's the government will deny your involvement and i think that's what's happened here right these these two i what i think clearly soviet spies who came in tried to set off bombs and blow up the stark enterprises they were stopped by iron man and by vanko as well uh and now uh one of them has been killed one of them is at large uh but the, the soviets are now denying that they were that they, they they took any part of it that these 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 people acted of their own accords through some criminal organization to try to take down Stark Enterprises, and the Soviets themselves like were were, were oblivious to the whole thing. Right, and, and and America has said that before when say Thor was over, I think in in Scandinavia and 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 uh, and uh, in affecting India. American interests. Was it India? Oh, right, I think in it was India. India. Right, yeah, yeah. and uh, and various American superheroes who have actually done things that uh, advance American interests, and the American government had plausible deniability. So now we're seeing the Russians are doing it realistically because i think that the the russians were obviously interested in uh in what the uh um the, the the russian spies that you suggest uh were doing here because it would help america because hurting iron hurting hurting stark enterprises hurts america yeah clearly i i i, I think i think there's two possibilities one is that the, the soviet government was definitely involved the kgb sent these two agents over here to do this stuff and they're just denying the whole thing and i think that's entirely possible i think there's another scenario where there's some sort of there is a criminal organization in Russia, in so in the Soviet Union, and they are basically given the ability to kind of they they are not in the Soviets just don't go after them, and then as long as they that criminal organization doesn't prey on Russia and instead preys on uh, overseas targets like Stark Enterprises, uh, the Russians just don't care, and so they could be acting independently, but under. Um, if not the protection, then at least uh, the, the ability to go back and be safe in, in the Soviet Union. The tacit approval of the tacit Russian approval. Government. That's oh, I, I always look to you for those vocabulary words. I like that. <laughs> well, that's what it is, and so because the Russians are encouraging of this behavior because it harms their enemy, America, and you and I on this very show, I think more you than me, to be honest, we're encouraging of American. Superpower, super superheroes helping American interests abroad, and this is now it's brought out into the open. This type of uh, antagonistic behavior between our countries, you, and you know, I just, you know, Mike, you know what this makes me think, make, makes me think about is back in like the the, the old the old pirate days, like with Francis Drake and all those guys, they had like privateers. I think they're called privateers, and what they yeah. were is that they um, they basically were. Uh, sanctioned pirates where like they had, England had their own privateers and those privateers could go out there and do all their pirate stuff and do pirating things under the sanction of the of the British so that as long as they didn't attack British interests they could go and steal as much from the French and the Spanish as, as they wanted to uh, the Britons didn't take responsibility for them and so they didn't go to war with France or Spain when it happened but they also just uh, kind of looked the other way and didn't enforce anything against them so you think that we're going to have these proxy battles between uh, an American-sanctioned uh, or accepted superhero against a Russian-sanctioned and, and an accepted super villain from our perspective, but hero from the Russian perspective. And that's that's more or less how we're going to be doing harm to each other. Well, maybe. Although it feels like this is like a thing that the, the that the Soviets can get away with more than us, right? Like I've, mm -hmm. I, I, uh, 
I, I can't imagine Thor or Captain America going and like, I don't know, blowing up factories in Russia and, and like stealing the component parts. It just doesn't seem to be like the way these guys operate. These guys, but what happens when there's there's other, say, the next generation of American superheroes who may not be as, as uh, I suppose, uh, ide- idealistically inclined as these superheroes that we've seen. Yeah, maybe, right? well, maybe we call those the supervillains. Maybe take Doctor Otto Octavius and say, "Hey, instead of you committing your crimes over here, why don't we just give you like um, kind of a little bit of leeway? Don't put you in jail, and as long as you go and try to take over the world in Moscow instead of New York, we'll kind of look the other way." So is this redirecting the, the, the harmful potential of these supervillains towards our enemies? I, I, I can't see that going bad at all, Ed. <laughs> we, hey, we talked about this revisit, recidivism problem, and these guys going back and committing crimes, we can't, can't, can't reform them. Well, if you can't reform them, at least target them in the right direction. Well, uh, I wouldn't be the guy to promote that uh, plan, but uh, stranger things have happened, Ed. Who knows what's, what's going to happen with, uh, with American policy, the new policy. Send your send your trash overseas to help to help you out. I don't know. <laughs> um, hey, I think before we before we wrap up today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Anton Vanko himself. And so mm-hmm. he was a Soviet agent. He came over here to do exactly what these guys did, uh, and he he uh, uh, he turned on them. He turned on the Soviets. He, he he came and joined us. He joined Stark Enterprises and was working towards building the weapons for America. And uh, during this attack. He sacrificed himself to to, uh, to to save us. Yeah, I think I think he's I think it's fair to consider him an American hero. I mean, obviously he um, the Russians have a different perspective on him, but he he um, he sacrificed his life to help others and help our and also to like on, on this particular battle. I, I believe he helps to save Iron Man, who's been is another true American hero. So it's um, somebody who we should. I think he should be honored, and we shouldn't forget. We should build a statue for this guy. Yeah, a pink statue like the Crimson Dynamo. 